Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Tail, and I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host, coming off the road, Ryan Graney. How's it going, Ryan? Hey, Joe, it's pretty good. What's going on? Nothing. So, you were saying you were down working in Iowa? Yeah, it was, it was almost Nebraska, but we were still technically in Iowa. Gotcha. Yeah, when the roads were flooded out down there and we went to the Hobbyplex, it took us through some really shady, methy parts of Iowa that I didn't even know existed. When was that? I want to say two or three years ago. Well, they'd, uh, they'd appreciate some flooding right around now. Oh, I know, for sure. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like I have outdoor plans this weekend, and it's just nothing but rain in the forecast. Sure. It's like you want to end a drought, make plans. So. Well, it, however we however we accomplished it, we, uh, we need it bad. Oh, the area I was working in, they got missed by yeah. all that those rainstorms. So oh. that was... That was unfortunate. My my crane is absolutely caked in uh, white dust film. I was gonna say it must be just a dust bowl down there. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They in the area that we were in is like a wind farm, so everything around there is um, you know loose gravel. Right, right. And everything. So and it, you look at all the houses and the trees and everything; they're just covered in dust. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this week uh, we are brought to you by the Blooming Prairie RC Park. This week we're going to really focus on talking about they have a cancer benefit race coming up on September 11th. It's a kind of like a paint the track pink deal. Um, let me see here. They say all proceeds go to the Blooming Prairie Cancer Group. Uh, they use it to buy necessities for people fighting cancer like gas, food, utility bills, parking passes, and hotel. You know, the things you don't really think about. Um, they have races. They have a silent auction, drawings. Um, they raised $3,400 last year. The goal this year is five grand. Uh, we also paint the straight pink for every $25 earned before 9-11. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great race, and it's a great cause. And if you can't make the race, I put the GoFundMe link on the Ran Out of Talent Facebook group. Or on the Ran Out of Talent Facebook page, I should say. So... Whatever you awesome. can. Yeah. I cannot make the race, so I will be jumping on that GoFundMe link. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, well, I have a possible announcing gig for that day. Oh, yeah. What's that? Uh, Hades. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. But we'll talk about it. Um, you know, if worse comes to worse, I could go to Hades because I really want to go. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a great group down there, and I've only been able to make it down once this summer because he switched the days to Sunday because he had to work Saturdays. Okay. So, I don't know. But regardless, hey, I'm going to try making it down. If they have a race Labor Day weekend, I'll try making it down then. Um. Yeah, so 
where are you bringing us this week with the moto sheets uh well we got to see what was going on with our friends down at blooming prairie rc park um they just raced a few days ago we're on a wednesday now recording yeah uh, so we're a few days after the race more more than we normally are um Looks like they had 51 entries. That's a pretty good day. And go to the main events. We always like to see what the sportsman crowd is doing. Yep. 13-year-old and older sportsman A-Main, Amanda Schumacher. Qualified first, finished first. She's been figuring Katie. it out this year uh, at the toy box. She was, you know, just starting out, just figuring it out. It seems like this summer she's... Uh, kind of got the vehicles figured out sorry to interrupt very cool katie peterson finishes second and poof and greg i'm not even gonna attempt your last name because (laughs) uh i know it's i'm pretty sure it's not dookie but in my brain (laughs) that's what it looks like how's it spelled uh uh d-o-u-k-e so I'd say Dowkey, 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 That's yeah. a fun last name. Uh, it is. He probably had to make a lot of corrections oh, throughout sure. his life. You know, and, and that's the funny thing. It's like myself, the only corrections I have to make to people, my last name is not the African country. It's different. Because everybody looks at my last name and they go, Zaire? No, but I get it. <laughs> uh, I love this class. I love that they run a 10-scale two-wheel drive buggy class down mm-hmm. there. So we'll, I don't think I've ever even given results for that. So Jason Henderson takes the win there. Kai Hart second. And John Bolton third. Cool, yeah. John Most Bolton, now, he used to run i believe hobby haven down in iowa race direct down there and he's moved up to minnesota and he's been trying to find places to race so i'm glad he's been going to blooming prairie yeah cool yeah i didn't know that uh jason henderson also takes the win in uh eighth scale electric buggy tyler peterson second and jordan shepherd third so do you know jason at all i do not so he was why would i I don't know, like kind of parallel worlds. He um big time snowboarder for Burton. Okay. Yeah. But you know, he's one of those guys like back in the late nineties to early two thousands, he he was one of the local fast guys that you know, it's out of every week there were six guys that could win. Jason was always in that mix. He was a Wisconsin guy, but he came to Minnesota quite often. I believe he still is a Wisconsin guy. Okay. Cool. Yeah, anyway, he had a hell of a day down there at uh, with our friends at Blooming Prairie RC Park. I got to get down there just to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask him what tires he's got. No, I figured it out last time because they changed the jerk quite a bit, so it's a little bit more accommodating towards all kinds of tires. Oh, really? Yeah. Last year it was slick and icy and all that, and then this year it's just like, you know, your blue reflexes are just fine and buckshots are just fine. 
So, yeah. Right on. Yeah, I was thinking about those guys because I, you know, I drove by, drove by the sign. I don't, I don't remember how far off the freeway is Blooming Prairie. Not far at all. Um, okay. It's literally, there's like the town square, and it's like one block over. So I passed their, their sign on Interstate 35 a couple times this week. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's a great. Ah, it's so fun to race there. <laughs> You know, so yeah. Uh, who else you got? Mm, MNRC. Yeah. Uh, they raced last weekend. They were up at the Lake Superior RC Club in Proctor, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Looks like they had a pretty good turnout. My buddy Connor was up there. He bumped his way into the Nitro Truggy A Main, where Greg Bommel took the win there, followed by Josh Ford. And Jeremy Whiting. Greg Baumel's Kyosho is untouchable right now. Untouchable. 40-plus Nitro A-Main. Joe Scaramel's having a hell of a year there. He finished yeah, first. He Corey in second from eighth. And nice. Tony Swenson third. Ah, man. I should almost pull up the points with that because they got to be battling like crazy for that first spot. Joe and uh, Corey. And I believe Jean's in there, too. Okay. Keep on going. I'm going to look at the points real quick. Mini Truggy, which is also known as the 10th scale four-wheel drive open class. Sam Savakul takes the win there, followed by Ben Savakul and Nick Pappenfuss. Uh, Jake Savakul nearly made it a Savakul sweep. It's almost like we need to change the name of that class. Yeah. Oh, Joe's got the lead pretty good with David Omen second and one point behind David as Corey Hens. So the real battles for second and third. Sorry about that. And then Frenchie's not too far behind in fourth. Yeah, we get Swenson's there. 40 plus is probably the best damn battle out there right now. It's, um, it's good that, that it's a healthy class. You know, you, you never know which way it's going to go when you make an addition, make some subtractions, try to figure things out, what's going to be healthy for the program. 40-plus uh, seems like it's doing fine. It's a great breaker because we didn't have anything really between Nitro Buggy and E because we'd end the round with Nitro Buggy and then start the round with the E-Buggy. So we got 40-plus and E-Truggy ended in the program. It gives it just a little bit of a break. Sure. Uh, eighth scale nitro buggy. Kyle Holmberg takes the win there. Josh Ford second. Tony Sletton third. Cool. Shout out to Trent Fulmer. He's having a good summer. Yeah. Just uh, getting right into this eighth scale thing. F figured it out really quickly. Well, so. he used to race it back in the day, too. Right. But, I mean, that was... Ten that years was in a ago. totally different era. Yeah, that is true. He was at FTR. He's like, man, I'm going to give up on this low Z. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't quite yet. And I think he's been wrenching on her and making her good. E-Buggy. That's a double A main class. Kyle Holmberg took the win in both races there. Mm -hmm. Alan Smith. 
uses a third and a second for second, and Sam Savakul a second and a third for third. <sighs> I almost wish we could figure out a way to do triples. Figure out what? A w good way to do triples. Triple A's. Triple A mans. Yeah. Um, just... No. Well... No, we shouldn't. So the tiebreaker is used less. Ever. Ever. Ex except for... <laughs> <laughs> except for at the, uh, the Sub-Zero Challenge. I don't ever want to see AAA mains locally. Yeah. I get your point. I, I'm just saying from a pure tiebreaker standpoint. Well, I don't... I don't know... Well, tiebreakers Olympic, so that works. If that's truly how it's working these days, it works like motocross. Yeah, it's pretty damn simple. Yeah, it's sure. a lot easier for you to see just looking at the page than uh, Ifmar. Yeah, which that's total t laps and total time, correct? I think so. Yes, combined. I think. Yeah. And then there's yeah. also the that, that was, way of doing that. It. That required a lot of math to figure that out because you'd be like what the f that's you know i shouldn't have finished fourth blah 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 yeah but anyway yeah i got you uh wicked weekend happened apparently hey you're breaking up a little bit i'm gonna pause uh, hey 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 hold on a sec okay now what were we talking about sorry wicked weekend wicked weekend i guess cole ogden did well and i was saying that Probably a good thing because it's been a while since I remember anything huge on him. Well, yeah, he's got picked up a few TQs and he's been pretty fast with that HB, but it is his first really good run with the HB. Um, there were a lot of pros missing because this week is uh, 10 scale electric Nats, but yeah. Did he disappear on me again? Uh, it's kind of cutting in and out. Yeah, there you are. Are you in, in like a bad part of your basement? Not on my on my computer. Oh, that's weird. We we've only had this issue like one other time. Um. So yeah, wicked weekend. Yeah, my internet going dog shit slow though. So why don't you uh? Why don't you hit the pause button? We'll do. All right. We're back, I think. Yeah. Just trying to sort through some low-budget podcast issues. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of surprised I don't have any Wi-Fi issues. I live in a Rambler with cement. Like, like I'm, like, on the edge of my foundation of my house. My laptop actually gets pretty good Wi-Fi right here, though. Um. So, I know Seth was there. I think he was, like, running about fifth, sixth in each class. Yeah, it looks, uh, looks like something happened early on in Nitro Buggy A-Main because it's uh, Cole Ogden first, Jared Tebow second, Tyler Jones third. Nitro Truggy... These big races are always tougher to swap back and forth. 
between classes for results. Jared Tebow took the win in Truggy. Cole took second. Tyler Jones, third. Okay. Seth finished fifth in that one. Nice. Cool. Uh, I I think he might have had a good run in E-Buggy. Pro Electric E-Buggy. Yeah, Seth got a third overall there. That's awesome. Yeah, he's right on that cusp. I don't really know what the Wicked Weekend is about. so. Well, it's just another one of those big races um, by Race Time or Race Time Group or whatever they're called now. Um, okay, see this. So it's one of those races where you spend a shit ton in entry fee and you don't get a lot for it. Right. Uh, entries were $80 per. And it's your average 540 entry race. You get a certain amount of practice. Yeah, whatever. And then they, um, there's no refs. That's one thing that kind of bugs me. Um, one of my buddies made a post about really rough driving and intentional rough driving and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, they're pulling in... Just under $50,000. I mean, I know you got to pay for building rental, building the track, all that. So let's say after that you're pulling in $25,000. Let's say you don't want... Let's not even dig into that. Let's raise that entries 5 bucks in entry and then pay two guys to ref for the two couple of race days. You know what I mean? Sure. You're just, because as you know, it's impossible for a race director, especially on a track that size, to keep an eye on everything. It's impossible. Right. Um, Roar does do a lot of things wrong, but one thing they do right is that, at least their national races, they have refs. You pay out the ass for it. Entry fee for Roar National is $100. But, I mean, you get it. That's just a thought I've been thinking about. It's, man, it's, it's sure. cool. It's cool. You're yeah, racing I with mean, pros. It would, it would cost, it would cost a lot of money to have some of the nicer things that other types of racing have. I mean, well, you're to paying put it a into lot. perspective, one class at the Loretta Lynn's Amateur Motocross National Championships, one class is yep. 400 it's probably more now. When I went, it was four hundred and ninety bucks. Why is it class. so much? Just out of curiosity, what value are you getting for that? I just want to kind of compare. It, it uh, the trip. It was the trip of a lifetime for okay. me. It it's uh, yeah, most notorious amateur race in the country. Um, it's a prestigious event to go to because you have to go through kind of a rigorous. Uh, regional and area qualifying so you have to qualify to for a race. that's good yep well so, yeah. it, i i've just been curious about it because i mean if you spend 450 dollars on a class and you think it's worth it at the end of the day that is awesome but now you go yeah to, well i it's still the cheapest part of the trip though oh for sure you go for 
the the race lasts for an entire week, so you need to be gone for more than a week, and yeah, camp and eat and drink and drive and fuel and all that's yeah, it's it's a and then the qualifiers too. Sometimes you're not fortunate to have a qualifier within a few hours of where you live, so you you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this race. But it's just um, yeah, it's it's a uh, one of those bucket list things i think i don't understand the people in rc that are just kind of doing it for fun that go to tons of big races that i don't get i understand going to one here and there yep i I don't get it otherwise you're like oh i only like big races it's like why yeah see i like to like i'll go to island speedway or omaha the Plex in Omaha, but I'll do it like once every three months. You know, I'll head down in those areas and race. But other than that, I'm local. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I I wish I could understand the appeal of it. I mean, I understand, I kind of understand it. But see, I'm not a, I'm not starstruck with these RC pros. So the value of having quote-unquote pros there doesn't do anything for me personally, but I'm a little bit, uh, what's the word? I'm a little bit of an asshole, not an asshole, um, nihilist, whatever. I'm a little numb to the whole situation. It doesn't matter to me. Like if, Nihilist. Yeah, everything shit. That's right, Mr. Lebowski. We, we care about nothing. <laughs> and no one. Yeah. We are nihilists. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for that, damn it. Yeah, it's a little too harsh, but... But, I mean, it's... Yeah. Anyway, Mark Santa Maria bit, did another video, and he was talking about you know, go to this race and how much it costs. He itemized everything. It's in between, depending on what you want to do for a hotel, it's between twenty-two and $2,700 to go to Wicked Weekend. Now, I could do a lot of better things for that cash and then go to, like, a regional weekend race for 500 Yeah. Just a thought. Anyway, you know... If the, if it's worth the cash, definitely to me. Mm. Any more uh, off the moto sheets? No, that's it for moto sheets. Yeah, all right. Well, I am looking. There we go. So we have back as a sponsor, Party Crashers. Um. We're going to have them for the driver's meeting, the beginner segment this week. I have an ad here. Um, Party Crashers RC Racing, bringing the race to you. They arrive with a full off-road track, complete with a variety of jumps in RC cars and trucks to make your next event something truly spectacular. Party Crashers is equipped to do birthdays, graduations, weddings, retirements, Company functions, church gatherings, scout troop, school events, etc., or even just a group of people that want to get together and have a blast driving RC cars. 
it can be just for fun or full-on racing competition complete with lap timing to see who is the real champion he does have live time it is awesome but wait there's more and this is what he really loves about what now this is what we all love about what he's doing party crashers goes around to community ed events um, to schools to get kids introduced into the hobby with providing a full fun stem learning environment this fall they will be at the rogers uh, st michael area buffalo monticello becker big lake rockford princeton st cloud and anoka hennepin schools sign your kids up through the school's community ed sites or just click the links from party crashers websites under the upcoming events along with that you can also find them this fall at fresh acres corn maze with free rc racing with paid admission to the maze it's, it would be a wonderful time for the family Want, uh the website check them out at partycrashersrc.com be sure to follow them on facebook and check out some of their fun videos on their youtube channel search for party crashers rc let them come crash your next party also you can reach them by phone at 763-501-4872 so we're going to tie in this week's sponsor with this week's beginners segment so a lot of guys we i don't think we've ever really talked about this ryan a lot of new guys they don't know where to start uh, in the racing side of things yep absolutely well a party crashers event is a great way to check it out because oh for sure it is that i think one of the smartest things you can do with any hobby that you know is going to cut and you know most hobbies do cost you a fair bit of money is try before you buy right well, that's exactly what you can do at a party crashers event you can really dig in to rc racing and he's got a big schedule for this fall you can go several times and see if the hook sets because if you don't do something like that if you just kind of haphazardly get into the hobby you can you can find yourself you know a couple thousand dollars in the hole and maybe it's not for you direct competition like that isn't for everybody for sure you can find out if it's for you at a party crashers rc racing event you can find out if it's for you and you can find out what you like because he has bandits with which is a two-wheel drive buggy he's got slashes which is a two-wheel drive short course truck and he's got stampedes similar to a stadium truck but more like a monster truck yep but you know it's super cool yeah it's a really good feeling it's really good base to get the feeling down of what you like um yeah and dude i've been doing this for 33 years and i still waste a thousand dollars trying something to see if i like it and sell it for pennies on the dollar if i don't like it that's why I was happy. Yep. And, that's why I was happy Absolutely. and relieved. I like mini truggy because every mini truggy I've had, I put a ton of miles on them. So, yeah, dude, party crashers. I personally went to one of their events, 
It's super fun. Cool. He does this little demonstration on what everything does and all that. Even our stickers on the on his board of like information. Hey, yeah. And then uh he, <laughs> Yeah. He, Listen to these two crackpots. Yeah. He's got two or three employees um, dialed in. Yeah. He's got two or three employees um, switching batteries in the cars and getting each vehicle ready. So it's like they'll go out with the slashes, and then they'll go out with the bandits, and then they'll go out with the stampedes. And all these employees are switching batteries, getting vehicles ready to run, and they do a couple rounds with each vehicle. It's pretty cool. So Awesome. Yeah. Anyway. uh you're the cat. She's back. Hey, yep. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Give me love. Give me love now. That's that's the way she is. Uh, the pug, we've had to restrict his diet, so he's been, when I'm upstairs, he's just like the cat, just all over me because he wants to get fed more. Restrict he, the diet? Yeah, he's two pounds overweight, which is a bit for a Already? pug. Already? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. He's supposed to be 18. What the hell are you guys doing over there? I got to call PETA? Yeah. No. Uh, I could have. It's. He just, you know, begs and we give in. And we're done giving in because we had an overweight pug that had all kinds of problems you wouldn't think. Like he had a trachea collapse because he was overweight. How crazy is that? Yeah, that was an expensive one. What do you got going on for RC in the near future? Well, um, Thunder Road Saturday. Yeah, go run your eighth scale. Hopefully, hopefully the, hopefully it stops raining sometime during Friday, so it dries out for Saturday. Um, if not, I did get my wheeler ready for carpet. But I would have to buckle down and get something ready for Joey. Because on the AstroTurf, he just uses his clay buggy, and it's just lowered. Yep. And Joey doesn't need anything special, but I don't want him to have the frustrations of constantly traction rolling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, gear diff, different shocks, different sway bars, sure, whatever. Yeah. What do you have going on? <laughs> fucking nothing yeah i got the uh, bmx state finals on sunday nice um few weekends after that the gold cup finals are in town so that'll be a whole weekend of racing and uh then i'll probably probably back her down for a little while yeah yeah this week if either start playing some hockey yeah Friday, we're going to go to the state fair, but it looks like it's going to rain all day. Oh, yeah? Well, we're not sure. It's Minnesota, so yeah. it could totally just skirt everything. Sure. Um, so I'm going to wait till Friday morning to look, but I have Friday off, so if it looks like it's going to rain, I'm going to either run to Thunder Road or run to Dollar or run to Hub Hobby and pick up a new carpet buggy. You guys... Uh... You big state fair goers traditionally, or um, 
we're once every two to three years. Sure. What do you like about it? Um, I like checking out the new cars. Oh, really? There's a car show? No, it's like Dodge will come set up a Jeep and they'll set up a Ram and all that, and you just check out the features. I do like the food, even though it's not the best part. The kids love the 4-H stuff, you know. Sure. Wife loves the food. So it's it's just not something every year, but, you know, that's what we're using the child tax credit on is have fun with the kids. Cool. It's yeah, like, take advantage of it. I, I honestly, I'm shocked that we get to have it. So we barely make under the limit. So it's like, no, I'm I'm talking about the state fair. Oh, that. Oh my God. So I don't want to get too deep into this subject, but under every post, there's a lot of worse than Karens going off about it. And it's yeah, like, just having a fit because it's happening. Yeah, but uh, they just want to be locked down forever. Yeah, I I look at the people, I, I literally click on their profile, and I look at the people and say, I would never listen to you about anything health wise ever in my life. It feels like with them crying and screaming, it feels like I might not be, but it feels like. I'm right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, you're on this side of the subject? Uh, you're pretty uh, screwed in the head there. Um, so we did that. We got some uh, news. So there's this show, um, new RC show. I don't think we get it in the U.S., though, but it looked pretty cool. It's called Car Wars. And it's actually on television? Yeah, but I think it's in Europe. But it's not That's like cool. racing. They all get like, they build a car and they do all kinds of stunts with it. It's sponsored by Traxxas. It's X01s, oh, okay. it's X-Maxes, all that. And I look at it. Do you ever see anything on TV, RC-wise, and be like, I could crush these people? I I don't think I've ever seen... RCs on TV in general. Okay. Um, Other than like the thing in Empire Strikes Back or. <laughs> oh, I got you. I... Um, without going too deep, are you and uh, Kim still looking to have a child of in some way or fashion? Yeah, yeah. Still, still hoping for an adoption someday. So if that happens, there's a show called Zerby Derby. <laughs> okay. Canadian TV show, and they use hobby grade RC cars for. It's like a talking RC truck with a talking buggy, and they make a bulldozer and all that stuff. <laughs> and I I loved it because Joe Three loved it, and it kind of got him into RC. But the way they drove in that show just pissed me off. And I'm like, I bet they t- did three takes, and this is the best they could do. <laughs> just drove me nuts the only thing i've watched with rc that i'm like yeah they're doing it right is uh MythBusters on the rare occasions they had rc cars sure so yeah car wars check it out i'm sure you could stream it i've seen clips on the facebook page 
Um, Maxima Engines. That's a rough one, man. They're out. Yeah, what's uh, what's the deal there? Rich guy just doesn't want to do it anymore. Sure. He was paying out several thousand dollars a month in salary and probably not even breaking even or it's a tough one right um and i have a feeling that's going to be the future for like s works and infinity and wrc and all these sub companies because it's like they do it to start having fun and then it just becomes a pain in the ass Sure. So yeah, it's it's a bummer, but I think this might be one of the first because it's not like they were. It's not like they were like other RC companies. Like they were given like Robert Battier. He's one of the first ones to talk about it, and I bet. I've heard rumors, these are rumors, that their top drivers were getting paid like five grand a month. Really? That could be a good rumor. Ah, that might be a rumor. I might be embellishing. Could have been five, five grand a year. Sorry. It was a month or a year. I'm guessing a year. Five grand a month would be quite a bit for a motor sponsorship. Yeah. Or they would pay travel for a racer or something like that. Um, so yeah, these guys are losing a decent chunk of money. It's a bummer because yeah, sure. They could all, they could all go get an OS for free, but they're not getting a dime out of those guys. Sure. They could get their own signature motor with whatever colored head they want on it. Whatever B2103 they want. We could put little designs on the top of the head, and they will not see a dime. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a bummer. One of the guys that paid. And then, a.k.a., a lot of people are leaving them after they got bought out by Horizon. Sure. Um, Roar is, yeah, they're doing dumb tire rules, whatever. Oh, this happened. So Brock Champlin is the Wits team manager. The what? I have their bearings. Uh, Wits Racing, they're like bearings and like they have, I want to say they have a motor or two. They have um, fans, all that stuff. They're a really good product. And Brock is a smart guy. He's a young guy, though. I'm kind of wondering why he wanted this team manager spot. Because it's nothing but a headache. <laughs> do you think Do you think he owes that guy a favor? <laughs> yeah, hard to say, right? It is. It is, for sure. Oh, 510 released their um, trophy schedule race. Their first one. I'm moving here. Their first race is the Fall Brawl on October 9th. Um, November Melee, November 13th. 
so on so forth check them out on Facebook but they've released their schedule that's pretty cool very cool yep are you gonna make it out at indoor all indoor season and not sweating your balls off is upon us yep it's a possibility I I haven't sold um, my clay vehicles yeah. yet so I, I don't have any intentions to run them but I still own them yeah um, I'm going to be hitting, so it could happen. I'm going to hit, I'm going to try to hit every track, every main track in the area, like once a month. There's, I guess there's new tracks coming down near Blooming Prairie. I might try to hit them. Um, I talked to a friend, he might be putting in a carpet track down there. We'll see what really? happens. We'll see. We'll see. I've been waiting to hear. I've been hearing little rumblings and all that. It'll be cool to see if it happens. Um, yeah. But up here, it'd be cool to do like once a month at the Toy Box, the 510, Thunder Road, and Dollar. And just yeah. rotate. It's a lot of racing. It's, I'm racing every week anyway. Yeah. So might as well mix it up. Um. I did invest in a carpet vehicles this year, so yeah, got to do that. Um, Heydays is coming up, September 11th and 12th. Now the deal with Heydays, we've talked about it on here before. You could race either day. You could race both days. Um. There might be money involved. I'm not sure. Talk to Tim Sletton about it. We are going to be showcasing Nitro Buggies and Nitro Truggies. And that is it. But basically, you get in for free, which is cool. Um, you get a race in front of a huge crowd. And the deal is, so we're not racing the whole day. It's like We'll do a race, and then we'll go fuck off for two, three hours. Because it's, like, scheduled, like, you race at, like, 9, noon, and 2 type thing. Yep. I don't know if that's a schedule I just set as an example. So it's it's a great time. Like I said, talk to Tim Slenton. He'll get you the rest of the info. Um... That's all I have for news. Do you have anything for news? I do not. Okay. Let's... Sorry, I had a burp. Let's get into tech inspection. Cause we had a... Tech inspection it is. We had a bit this week. I'm working my way to it. I just screenshot everything on my phone. Uh... Ah. Ian Connor was wondering, I was just visiting Genesis RC and Marshall. The owner is such a nice guy. Could you and Ryan talk about on-road versus off-road racing? Why does Ryan seem to like on-road more? I'm toward in which direction to head? Well, Ryan, what do you like more about on-road? Or is it just because it's more convenient? Uh, it's a few things. I'd, I don't necessarily like it better, uh, than off-road, but, um, I, I, yeah, I like that I can do it 10 minutes away from here. Um, 
I haven't seen Brandon's place in person, but um, between pictures, stories, you know, I've followed past events, large events that he's put on there prior to COVID, and uh, the place looks, you know, just like a palace of mm-hmm. on-road. Um, I like the scale factor, you know. On, I feel like I'm, I'm at an IMSA race or a, you know, GT yeah. endurance race when i'm running my touring car it's way faster Um, it's uh i don't know i yeah it's just different i you know i've been doing the off-road thing for five years now and just still just kind of dipping my toes into on-road and uh yeah it's a lot of fun um yeah yeah i used to um I actually kind of liked on-road equal or a little more than off-road until they implemented the spec tire in 12 scale. Uh, It's like that all roads to hell are paved with good intentions because you are significantly faster with 12 scale if you, one, run the tires. What? Not one run. That's the wrong way. You take them out of the bag, you sauce them, you run them once, and then you rebag them and save them for next week. So you got to have five or six sets of tires. Yeah. To where you could run a set of blue blues for two or three weeks straight and be fine. You don't have to have such an investment. Sure. Um. Honestly, I'm liking the idea of carpet off-road more. Um, yeah, I'm liking the idea of carpet off-road more, less liquid wrench in the air, less mold. Yeah, that's honestly, those two things, those are it for me. I'd, I have a lot more fun driving cars on clay. I, I just enjoy the drive. It feels so much more organic. Yep. Um, off-road carpet does just kind of feel like on-road with jumps to me. Yep. Especially when the track is 100% CRC. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm getting getting tired of breathing in fumes. You know, yeah. I'd I'm sure cancer is going to get most of us anyway, but I you'd hate it. to just open the front door and invite it right in. Yeah, there's been some anecdotal cases not from liquid wrench but from like the uh paragon traction compound and it's could be rumor but there's been rumors that there's been cancers traced back to that yeah um but the thing is it's like you can't fix it you could say only tdk only sticky kicks etc 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 you're not going to stop anybody from going in the parking lot and doping their tires. You're not. Um, the only way to stop it is to put down medium pack black dirt to where you have to run a sprinter or a hole shot or a double D. Because with the, with the spike tire traction compound just doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're just going to eat your tire faster. Sure. That's the only way to get rid of that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna run it all for off road this winter. 
Um, Jeremiah Lucas Savitz is wondering, where do you think, what do you think, sorry, will be the next fad class here? Will we see Mini Z and their special track? Will monster trucks make a resurgence and gain space of their track? Do you think the planned boat track will gain a following? Uh, the Mini Z track over in Wisconsin seems to have gained a following. They had a world championship event. Group of about 10 guys all brought Mini Lozy cars and planned to have a class at Thunder. The re reason I like the Mini Z class and the little track, and they make tracks about the size of their slot car track over at Thunder, is because the tracks are scale. The problem with like uh, the Mini Lozies on Thunder Road is it's just never right. You know, that track's so big you could almost run a scale on it on the indoor right. side. What do you think? Have you heard any rumblings? Uh, I don't, I don't see any indications of the next fad class, to be honest with you. We're, we're all still kind of shocked that Mini Truggy kind of found its footing and oh, held on. Too. You know, for as for as long as it has, I I honestly thought it would have died by now. Joe three asked me for one the other day. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, I'll find him a used one and I'll put a seventeen five in it, and he could run it in four wheel drive sportsman at the toy box. Sure. I cool. will not put him in mini truggy class because he is not ready for that. Right. But oh hell yeah, I want him to drive one. You know, that would be cool to have Mini Truggy on the Astro Turf. I've, or not on the Astro, but on the carpet. I've seen a few guys run it and really like it. Yeah. Um, and the tires are nice and wide, widely available. Yep. Huh? Yeah, stadium truck tires for carpet. Been around a long time. So. Yeah. Greg Newson, on your e-buggy, do you use velcro the kyosho double stick stuff or something else for your esc the kyosho stuff let go the adhesive separated from the gel so i'm a little disappointed and he goes for fad class resurgence i vote for pro too <laughs> um i use the gorilla tape i use the you have two strengths i think it's 25 and 40 pounds i use 40 pounds and I double it up. I double it up for cushion. So it's less shock on the ESC. Uh, what did you do, Ryan, when you had one? Yep, that is that is what I did. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I tried. When I was, like, brand new, I was trying Velcro stuff because I was always yanking stuff out of one car and slapping it in another and yeah whatnot because i had too many cars that more than i could handle at that time but yeah i like i like the uh doubling up on some good double-sided tape yep I'd n i've never had a problem with that kyosho stuff before that's a bummer because you you like the fact that there's just a ton of absorbing gel exactly yeah in that thing all my electron well my receiver also i also double up the double-sided tape because a good shot can take out your receiver just as easily as your esc sure yep 
Um, Ian Connor asks another one. He goes, you have talked about getting a Schumacher carpet card. Do the local shops carry parts for them? If your lo- local shops don't carry parts for your car, does it affect your decision on a purchase? What sort of spare parts do you carry around on a normal basis for your cars? Um, I decided against it kind of for that reason. Um, not because of parts support, but for support overall. Um, there's a bunch of guys running Lozies, a bunch of guys running Associateds, and one or two guys running Schumacher. I'm going to flock towards the bigger class. Um, what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I'd, I don't know. I I had Lozies when almost nobody had them, but I had almost an entire car in spares and you know i would i ran around with you know four sets of arms at any given time at that point and all the pins and well i i never felt confident that i was going to make it through a race day unless i had a part for everything i don't have a part for everything now with my associateds yep but um i guess i still got a fairly hefty um inventory of of spares it's 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 a lot of money it sucks it it hurts your wallet but i don't know you're you're spending the time and money to go race and it can save your race day oh for sure for sure um hey you gotta have arms you gotta have hubs you gotta have hinge pins on that that stuff yep all matters on the b6 so let's say you're running you shouldn't be running the plastic bulkhead anyway on clay you run the aluminum on dirt you run the steel they they stopped with the brass it's steel now because the brass was bending it's a stop soft metal um so you want the only thing both joe three and i i broke that was not a freak incident were front arms and if you break a front arm on a six series vehicle there's an okay chance you bent the hinge pin too so you're gonna need hinge pins like you said the only other thing i broke that was a freak accident that just sent me spiraling was that front shock tower at the new year's rumble (laughs) i mean that was a freak incident, though, and I don't carry sure. spares of that. Um, yeah, I, I like to have towers. Yeah. Well, now I should. I should at least have a front, but I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it depends. So let's say you're running on carpet. You know, get your sway bar kits, get a couple of different springs, shock oils, pistons, all that. You know, people are running thin pistons, flat pistons, tapered pistons. There's a lot of fucking work to be done with just pistons, you know what I mean? Sure. Worry about tuning, and yeah, have your arms, front and rear for sure, and hinge pins. I have not broken a hub on a B6, but... On my Techno Mini Truggy, that is a very breakable thing. So, yeah. It all depends on what you're getting. But I, like I said, though, I go for the population of vehicles. 
Like, if I ain't go with Team Associated for the 1A scale this year, I would have gone Techno just because of the support. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Chris Boyder's got a loaded question, but I like it. Why do the majority of tracks rely on volunteer help? I hear a lot of complaining from track owners that no one cares, uh, no one comes out to help, but it's not like the average racer doesn't work full time. To me, a track is a business that requires a small staff to operate. How is it resp- uh, reasonable to expect me to work full time, prepare my race cars, pack up all my stuff, and find time to come build the track? And then Danny adds, For tracks to have the funds to compensate those who help build the tracks, they would have to raise entry costs. And the fastest way to get RC racers to bitch and not show up is raising entry costs. Um, What do you think? Because I have a tiered answer to this one. Yeah, it's uh, for most of the track owners out there, it's a labor of love. Mm-hmm. It's it's a losing business. You you don't make enough money holding RC races to make it, you know, economically feasible. Right. And yeah, there's a a lot of us are cheap and a lot of us are lazy. So we and I think a lot of the the club slash community aspect has kind of gone away. Yep. Um, if there was more of a club feel think it would be easier mm-hmm. to to get people out to help you right, um, right. clubs have kind of gone away yeah you no know, other than lake superior I don't, I don't even know uh and the one up in hibbing the iron range sure i mean they're just they're just getting going so yeah um yeah yeah i think that's got something to do with it um maybe people people that haven't been in the hobby very long you know, not lifelong hobbyists like yourself come in with way different expectations because they just think racing is racing. Well, yeah. motocross racing is a business. Nobody's nobody's got a racetrack, even in Minnesota, just as a labor of love. Mm-hmm. They're all there to make money. Well, it's very expensive to go race that stuff. RC, while, yes, it, it is expensive, and I'm putting air quotes out there, it's not even close to what one-to-one racing on almost any scale costs. You and a lot and a lot of the hobbyists can tell you that because they've had that experience somewhere else in their lives. But if the only thing you've ever raced is RC, but you you know you watch professional racing on television and whatnot, you you come in with with expectations that cannot be met. Mm-hmm. And and it's unfortunate that. You know, life is so busy, and a lot of us, like myself, have too many hobbies, and you don't take the time to dedicate it to the people that are, you know, making it a labor of love. I, um, when I lived, when I lived closer to some tracks, I loved, I loved helping out with that stuff. Um, but even so, you know, your your calendar piles up. Uh, a lot of times places are asking for help kind of last minute yeah. or they give you, you know, one or two days notice or whatever. And it's like, well, shit, you know, we had a weekend planned already. Right. So, yeah, it's tough. 
Well, yeah, it is. Um, my tiered answer to that. All right, if it's a club, like Duluth or Iron Range, or let's say it's a track with no hobby shop, they're making their money off of entry fees and they're just barely paying rent. I would say they need your help. You know, they can't afford, like, you'd rather have five or six people. I mean, you'd rather have an earth mover, but five or six people with shovels will do. Um, but then now look at a track with a big hobby shop. Look at places that are actually, like, I'll say for example, because it doesn't hurt anybody around here, look at the Hobbyplex. Alex does get help here and there, but he mainly does all that work himself because he is an employee of the Hobbyplex. It is his job. You know, if it's your job, if you have a, not giant, but if you have a successful hobby shop, it's the employee's that need to take care of the track. Yep. You know, that's it's definitely a tiered system. Small clubs struggling whatever, yeah. Um mini golf and hobbies. That is that went a little too sterile with the employees because they were just high school kids. One high school kid would run the races. Two or three other high school kids once a month would change a track and just do something totally dumb and shitty, and then we'd have to fix it. As one of those deals, you can go too far. You need to have RC enthusiasts, but if it's a legit place with a legit hobby shop, yeah, you shouldn't have to do a damn thing. But that goes down, you know. If it's like Loose Nuts, for example... They're, they have one race a year. If they want help, go out and help them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not as vicious as I could. Danny's like, I hope I go uncensored. It's like, yeah, I mean, I could have, but, yeah, it is, it's a bitch, though, when people complain after you've worked your ass off. Uh, Matt Paulus is wondering, what are your thoughts about letting rock crawlers race an off-road sportsman class? Should it be allowed? Uh, uh, you're just a cone. You are, but you're also just learning. It's sportsman. Yeah, but you're talking vehicles that are capable of speeds, you know, five, six, seven, eight maybe 10 times as fast as a rock crawler. Yeah. Well, I kn I know what he's talking about. It would have to be only a class only for that. Yeah. No, I know what he's been talking about and the kids actually um and, and he's going to get an upgrade after this year. The thing is it's like yeah, it's gone a little it should have been like one race and then bump him up, but he's going the whole season with the, you know, his dad's got a program laid out for him. Sportsman class, man, people take that shit too seriously. 
You know what I mean? Right. It's racing, yes. But it's more of an education. It's more learning just to finish a race, maybe tune a nitro vehicle to run for more than three minutes. It's all that. It's it, it's racing, but it's at a lower level. It's a run what you brung class. But, yeah, I mean, I get the frustration. To be fair, I caught, got caught up in that a little bit, and I felt like an asshole. So, Joey and I have those... Um, two-way headsets senior got it for us for my birthday and joey's like i can't get around this rock crawler and i right next to the kid's dad i go you know what if you can't just and i said it like this and i felt like the biggest asshole as it was coming out of my mouth i said just fucking hit him <laughs> i felt so bad it's like, damn it. <laughs> That's total wrong attitude. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Totally wrong attitude. But I, Joey's like, I'm trying so hard, I can't. It's like, Ugh. I get it, but you know what? That's also a good thing. It's it's tough, but you'll learn how to drive around slower vehicles. No. That's but, that's how I felt uh, when Mini Truggy first started. Oh yeah, it's still it's like holy shit. There were some landmines out there. It's not as bad, but there's still let's say an seven car main at the toy box or eight car. I think it's seven. I don't remember. There's still one or two. It's like oh fuck when you're around them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have your head on a swivel. Yeah. You're you're right though. It it'll. It'll make you a better driver as long as you can hold on to your emotions. Yep, yep. When you're starting that race, if you look down the grid and you're like, oh, man, there's three people that I can see just making this a disaster, well, then you, you have to temper your expectations a little bit. Yep, exactly. You know, something I lost and wish I could get back was at Twin City Hobby and Raceway on a Sunday, that was like a sportsman practice day type thing. And I would go practice there, and there would be E-Maxes and Duratrax cars and whatever piece of junk out on the track. And I would pass them as fast as I possibly could without hitting them. And that was right. my traffic practice. And I've noticed over the years I've lost a lot of that because we don't really have that anymore. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I think it should be allowed. Um, his dad's got a program. And Rick adds in there, Rick Provost, he goes, I'd rather see a rock crawler than a mini truggy with a seven-turn motor in it. <laughs> and he says, dialing down a slash, and I'm guessing he's talking about trainer mode in a slash, would be the same speed. So, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I I like that it's more people racing and sportsmen. They've quite often this summer had a B main. That's pretty good. Uh, Chris 
McKellips, he's the owner of uh, Party Crashers. He's got a question. He goes, how about some driver etiquette for us newbies? I guess correctly when my RC broke down and I stayed on the driver's stand and took a step back and allowed other racers more space. Other than letting faster racers racers through when racing what are some things that would be considered for fellow racers we had a few incidences incidents of the lead racer being taken out new and young racers i'm sure there are a hundred things that could be listed should be posted at every track first thing is don't say fucking hit them (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, No, it sounds like he's doing everything right. And he raced at MMR for the first time last Friday. And carpet off-road is so fast. And it's so edgy that to where one little mistake, you could take out three cars. Yep. Um, But no, you have it right. You broke. You took a step back. Um, Obviously, you know, don't yell and swear on the driver's stand. Uh, every once in a while, I'll just... Oh, is that obvious, Joe? Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, I'll say to myself, ah, damn it, but I try to keep it low because it's my fault and I don't want to distract other drivers. Don't carry on a conversation with other drivers on the stand. But, you know, I've had it happen to where guys would carry on a conversation on the stand and distract the shit out of me, but they're not distracted and they end up beating me because of it. <laughs> Had that happen. Um, Marshall, the second you're done driving. That's something that's not banged in people's heads enough. I mean, it. it's wrong. I've seen all these bitchy, whiny little posts about marshalling. And we've talked about marshalling on here. 80% of... The community that listens to this podcast is just fine. They get out there. They do their job. A lot of people volunteer Marshall when needed. It's just a couple that puts the entire community in a bad light. So, yeah. Do you have anything else on that one, Ryan? He pretty much hit all my normal talking points. Yeah. I mean... And just one, oh, you know, one thing. So when you let a lapped vehicle by, and it's hard not to do because you're going to have a bigger head of steam coming out of the corner. Don't take them out in the next corner. Because the first few times it doesn't register. Like you let them by and then you zoom up onto them and you hit them and you're like, well, I could get my lap back. Eh, no, it's just cause you went wide in that corner and you had an extra five to 10 feet of launch. Right. Uh, Jason Chenard was wondering, it was my first time racing the MNRC series over the weekend. What's the purpose of doing the hot loop for electric classes? Well, Sean was running things, and, dude, it's easier. I mean, that's all I can think of. But you should 
you should do hot loop regardless, I think. I mean, I always lined them up and called them off by name for electric classes, but you don't have to. It's all all ends up the same. What do you think? Sure. Uh, I've never done that in electric, but I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, yeah, it requires less organization, puts a little bit more responsibility on the driver. I'm all for that. What's for What's frustrating about a hot loop is when the scoring program says less than five and you get four dummies bunching up on the corner right before the loop. It's like you're all hurting each other. Yeah. Um, All right, we got a couple here. Brett was wondering why we were delayed. I said why to him. Keith Hodges, has anyone ever considered trying to get local teens, he's thinking about like kids on sports teams, to marshal at tracks, talk to local high school football and other sports coaches, potentially a good source of marshals, and could expose a bunch of the sport that otherwise may not have been. It sounds good on paper, but unless it's a sportsman class, you're not, you're going to have to pay. Right. Um, I've had or heard of a lot of bad experiences from paid marshals, from people who aren't in the hobby. I want to say in Thailand, one of the worlds they had paid marshals, and it was a disaster. Um, Yeah, so... You kind of got to have people that know what's going on in there. Agreed. Marshalling to us, it's the most simple thing in the world, but somebody who's never even seen an RC track, they see a car crash in front of them, they don't know what the hell to do. Yep, it's a whole thing. There's a lot to it, and it takes time to learn it all. So. Yep, yep. Hesh Hesh is wondering, marshals that are sponsored A-Main drivers turning their back to a crash car and completely walking away. When are we going to start calling this crap out? I mean, it's... Was it like was it like the 27th time that that car crashed in that corner? <laughs> it could have been, or the race could have been over, or they... I don't know, man. I don't know. Um... Some do hey, have a bad attitude. Some people attitude. suck, man. Yeah. Some people. What can have... you do? I remember, I forget what nationals it was. And I like the guy, but some guys just have a bad day. Uh, Travis Amescula, the peanut, he was running some off-brand RC car. This was after his lozy days. And after every run... He says, just dock lap, I'm not fucking marshalling, and went back to the pits to wrench on whatever piece of shit he was running. It's like, woo. <laughs> um, John Bolton, he goes, what's your best pit setup look like? Oh, John, I haven't displayed that yet because I haven't set it up yet. I got my... Just got my new J Concepts pit board with my nice black pit mat. 
with my racecraft uh, command module with the LED light that goes on top. Ooh, it's nice. <laughs> it is nice. Does yours uh, look good at least in the beginning of the weekend? Uh, I don't know, maybe five minutes after I showed up, but probably not by Danny Williams standards. Yeah, dude, the second I take out the two millimeter, it's it feels like I just take out one two millimeter Allen wrench and then I look up and all my tools are all the way across my pit table. Yeah, I don't I don't have even the slightest degree of OCD. Yeah. Because I'm not a fucking weirdo like most of you RC people. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'd, I really don't care what the pit space looks like. I'm not a mechanic. I'm a driver. Right, right. Um, Yeah. Some people gave me shit for buying the J-Concepts pit board. And they gave Jason shit for the cost of it. It's like, dude, it costs what it costs. I mean, I get it. There are some expensive things. Some things that I think are overly expensive from them. But I was talking to John. It's like the older I get, the better I want my pits to look, at least in the beginning of the weekend. Right so, on. Yeah, you got to pay yourself once in a while. So yeah. good for you. And we, we've all spent money on dumber shit. Yeah, it, I'm not going to say it's not dumb. That that pit board is ridiculous. I like but it. You and uh, Jason Chang, you guys, you guys have fun with them. I did get a discount, obviously, because I am a J-Con team driver. But, um, yeah, fucking, we just spent three hundred and fifty bucks to do the Van Gogh immersive exhibit. We had a like, it was me, the wife, the kids, and the sister-in-law. Okay. Now you want to talk about? Oh my god. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But it wasn't worth the ticket. Um it sure. was it looks like um like they tried making the arc it's like I went and Beth got the tickets. I thought it would be an exhibit of his stuff and that's why it's so expensive. All it is is you sit in this room and on this big wall they play this video with insanely loud music and they kind of try to make the art pieces come to life and they start to move and then they morph into the next piece and all that stuff. I'm like, it was really cool, but it's like a high school art teacher made the video for YouTube that's what it looked like, and then they just put it up on the wall. You know what mm. I mean? All right. And that's all it was. It was like... No, I don't. It, it was like a 30-minute video, and it was like a 50 or... It was like a 60 or $70 ticket when it was all said and done. It was sure. like, whoa. And that place was packed. It was just in this fucking warehouse off of Central Avenue... Yeah, I I'm still shocked at the amount of money they made just in the whatever time I was there. Right. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I hope to see a lot of people at Thunder Road this weekend and all that. Hope you have a good weekend racing your bike too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 
All right. Do you have a whirl. Yeah. All right. I think that's about all I've got. What about you? Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping I don't run out of talent. Ah, me too, because I have ran out of talent. <laughs>